Welcome to the world of witchcraft, to the world of magic. According to the scholars, it means communicating with unseen forces and putting them to work. Human beings in a mind. What's a mind to a king? What's a king to a god? What's a god to a non-believer? Radio Free Satan presents Confessions of a Wicked Witch with our own Magistrate Egrain. Welcome to Confessions of a Wicked Witch. This is Magistrate Egrain, and this is my podcast, Confessions of a Wicked Witch, and it is the year of sin. Yes, that's right. We're exploring both the deadly sins and the satanic sins on the podcast this year. And um, this month, we are delighted to have the winner of the People's Choice Undercroft Witch of the Year. This was voted on by various participants at uh, Satanet.com. That would be Magister Frost's website. Um, It's a really wide-ranging forum, including everything from sales of satanic merchandise and craftspeople to forums and ways to meet and connect with other Satanists. It's a great opportunity to get to know other people who have embraced Satanism. And what happened was I was doing my Wicked Witch of the Year, and it occurred to me that aside from the fact that I had too many choices to make, that the people would like something a tad more democratic. And because I didn't, (laughs) I thought it would be great to link up Confessions of the Wicked Witch, Radio Free Satan, and Undercroft together. And the participants in Undercroft voted, and they voted Priestess Hydra M. Star, also known as Hydra Morningstar, as their Member's Choice Witch of the Year, and she will be joining me shortly to discuss the sin of pride. Now, damn me, Father, for I have indeed sinned. I'm going to read you something from a godly website, and as I highly doubt that they'll be listening to this, I'm not all that worried about copyright. It's a mixture of biblical and interpretation about the sin of pride. The sin of pride is the sin of sins. One might have thought murder, rape. No, no, pride. It was this sin, we're told, which transformed Lucifer, an anointed cherub of God, the very seal of protection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty, into Satan, the devil, the father of lies, the one for whom hell itself was created. We're warned to guard our hearts against pride, lest we too fall into the same condemnation as the devil which just sounds way too inviting to me. And here's why. It was the sin of pride which first led Eve to eat of the forbidden fruit. In Genesis, it reads, Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. What a goddamn racket. Okay, God evidently wanted you stupid. And for you to have knowledge is to be God, and you will not die. And I mean, what? And of course, it's a woman. I'm sorry, as a witch, I have to look at it as apparently mankind has 
since the creation story in the Bible and even previously, no doubt. But yes, Eve didn't want to be a dumb fuck and was offered an opportunity to get a tasty treat and simultaneously become as God. I don't know who would. I got to wonder about the person who would say, nah, I'll remain ignorant and just walk around naked and do nothing all day long. But no. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. And who do you think was the serpent of old who first introduced Eve to the sin of pride? It was none other but the devil himself, eager to share his condemnation with others. As in, you know, misery loves company or, you know, partners in crime. Again, Eve, if she had existed, would have looked at the serpent in the garden as yet another one of God's creations. How would she know better? She hadn't yet eaten of the fruit. She was a dumbass. Now, of course, there is the whole bit about God commanding them. They can do everything but this. But anyone who's ever had a kid or knows one knows if you really don't want a kid to touch something, you don't say, hey, you can touch anything but that. I mean, God apparently was the dumbass who had no comprehension of the very nature of the thing he created. But allegedly, this was pride, and it is the worst of sin. Well, We'll be discussing this with Hydra Star, and then we will also discuss the satanic sin, counterproductive pride, wherein you do stupid shit that cuts your nose off to spite your face. So I'm looking forward to that with you. This is Magistrate Brain on Confessions of a Wicked Witch on Radio Free Satan. Be right back. In 1966, Anton LaVey created the Church of Satan, marking the beginning of the Age of Fire and Year One Anno Satanus. In 1969, he published The Satanic Bible, codifying Satanism as a religion, the first time it's been done in human history. In the name of Satan, ruler of the earth, king of hell, come forth from the pit, bestow the blessings of hell upon us. For we are your children, and we invoke thee this night. In 2001, I was appointed High Priest of the Church of Satan. In 2007, I published the Satanic Scriptures, further defining and expanding on Satanic philosophy and greater magic ritual. Hail Satan for might! Our allegiance is with thee! Cursed are they, the God adorers, and cursed are the worshippers of the Nazarene eunuch. For the past 50 years, the Church of Satan has stood as the sole organization to define and defend Satanism as a religion. And though pretenders to the infernal throne have come and gone, we have stood the test of time and will into the future. Visit churchofsatan.com for more information and read the Satanic Bible and the Satanic Scriptures. Knowledge is the solution for ignorance. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! 
are listening to one of many fine shows from RadioFreeSatan.com. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the show and others using iTunes, Stitcher, and other means as well. Subscribe today and get every new episode of your favorite Radio Free Satan shows downloaded automatically to your PC or mobile device. For more information, visit the subscribe area of the show's page on RadioFreeSatan.com. And we're back. This is Magistry Grain on Radio Free Satan, Confessions of a Wicked Witch, and I am delighted that I have been joined by the Undercroft Member's Choice Witch of the Year winner, Hydra Morningstar. How are you, my love? I'm doing good. Got a little allergy thing going on tonight, but I'm doing good. Hope Not you're exactly. well. You sound great. And uh, when you were announced the winner of that spectacular idea, um, when you, uh, I had asked you as well as uh, Heather Height if you wanted mm. to pick which sins we discussed, and you were like yes. in a second, came back with yes. pride and counterproductive pride. Yes. And obviously we're going to hit the deadly sins. Actually, you know what? I'm going to just ask, what are you most proud of about you? You know, um, I think it's probably my work ethic because I just keep going. Like, I, I just, with all of my projects, there's a few of them that probably other people would have given up on. <laughs> but I just keep going. I hit my deadlines. Um, I hit my release dates. Oh, you're going to make me look like, so bad. <laughs> make me look so bad. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I just, I plow through. And, I mean, people who have worked with me can tell you I can be, a, a, I can, I can be a bit of a cunt with that. <laughs> are you a taskmaster? Are you living in those I people? I can be. I, I can be. Um, as I told someone recently, I'm really good at um, low-key browbeating people who aren't meeting their deadlines. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, at least now I know I can't ever work with you. And <laughs> I just, I can't, but I'm impressed. So you're proud of your work ethic. I also recently yeah. saw some new jewelry you were working on that was pretty cool too. Yeah. Um. Well, the bracelet was something I just made for myself, but I'm going to be doing some bead work um, for my shop coming up. That's excellent. Yeah, and of course. Direction. Kind of a new direction that's going in, but yeah. Do you find, um, are you more comfortable writing, editing, making jewelry, or are, like, all the creative mediums something you like to embrace? I, I kind of embrace it all. Um, editing always takes me longer than I think it's going to. Mm -hmm. um, but, I, you know, I've, I've really gotten into that, and I really enjoy editing and putting things together and publishing other people's work and that's a lot, you know, that, that's very rewarding in its own way. Um, writing, writing is more creative for me. Um, editing's more just work. <laughs> yeah, it's brass tack stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, what I was going to ask you when we started um, talking about pride, I, I was thinking about, actually, because you did some rainbow-type stuff, and we know that mm -hmm. the LGBTQ community have embraced that as emblematic. And they actually yeah. call it pride. Yeah. And you hear day to day, someone will say, what, have you no pride in yourself and have pride in mm -hmm. your work? And, and it's a marketing ploy, pride. 
Why, if we're living in a allegedly Christian country where pride is seen as something that God considers something to be smacked down for, why do you suppose human beings still embrace the concept? Why do you think we even need to be told? Because, I, you know, I think we still embrace it because it feels good. And, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned, you know, gay pride um, or LGBT pride. It's kind of a misuse of the word, I feel like, because the way we think of pride isn't quite being used the same way there, because that's more about when we're talking about, you know, black pride or Hispanic pride or gay pride. We're talking about a sense of it's okay to be who and what I am. It's more of an I, uh, acceptance rather than a, yeah. It's more. It's more of an acceptance. It's more of a. I'm not going to be ashamed of who right. I am. I'm not going to allow myself to be beat down because of who I am. And I think that is very appealing to uh, people. I find that interesting because technically the opposite of pride is uh, uh, humility. I would imagine, at least in terms of Christian. You know, but I agree with you. That's how we've come to, you know, yeah, accept. I'm, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I think it's a very healthy thing. Um, of course, it can be taken too far. But, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think it makes people feel good. Um, it, in certain cases, it gives them a sense of belonging, a sense of accomplishment. Um, I think these are all reasons it has been embraced. And I think there's likewise the reasons why it's rejected from uh, Christianity. The problem I believe they have with pride Mm -hmm. is that it's you giving yourself credit. And I don't think that that, at least in the eyes of uh, the early church, and certainly it's been carried on, is what they want. It's always, we want you to thank God and blame the devil. You have to swap some and jet some, you know? Yeah, it's like everything is to be, um, you know, attributed to God. You know, that's... Well, not, it, you know, it, not uh, unpleasant things, though. No, God has no hand no, in that. Yes, well, you know, it's still <laughs> part of his plan, though. I mean, you know, as, as oh, yes, some of my yes, he, you know, he has plans. So, you know, if horrible things happen, it's all part of his plan. And we need to, you know, have humility and just accept it uh, and not be prideful and think we know better for ourselves. How could we possibly... recently i read um there was a a catholic uh, yet another convention where they were going to solve the whole sex abuse scandal yeah yeah, because you know they've never talked about that before and it's not like it's an easy thing to fix like as in don't touch kids but apparently it needed more oomph And one of the statements the Pope made was this was a sin of pride. That the molestation of children, I don't even, I'm proud of myself, so I'm going to rape a kid. I don't even understand how that. That is some mental gymnastics right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how we land on that as being the, the source. But, you know, they're really, I think they're just throwing darts at a dictionary at this point to come up with their arguments. 
Uh, because the you know i believe anyway that the truth is way too scary for them which is very simply you have a culture based on the subjugation of a certain population and you have an obsession with purity and a god who wanted a kid by a teenager why would you not and i mean you know let's face it as well when the job description is supposed celibacy for life, you're going to tend to attract a stranger sort of person. Well, that's Uh-oh. far too simple for anyone to embrace as the you know, other. <laughs> you know, because we're not, it's not like it was back in medieval times where, you know, rich people bought their way into the church or bought their son's ways into the church and then they did whatever the hell they wanted to do once they were in there. Um, you know, the people that are going in now, like they're going in pretty much of their own free will. Like they're well, not yeah. being forced in like these men and women that go into the, the convents and the priesthood. They're not, this isn't family pressure. Right. You are they're the choosing born the, son who doesn't have a good marriage opportunity yeah. or anything. Oh, we don't have, a, we don't have enough for the third daughter's diary. Uh, you know, <laughs> dowry, right? Dowry. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just send her off to, to the nunnery. Um, you know, these people are choosing it and they got to be a strange sort. I mean, well, agreed. But you have to, when you realize that the sex abuse scandals have now not just rocked the Catholic church, but the churches that don't demand celibacy. Um, and that's where I think they get, I get into the idea of, again, uh, the notion of purity. Yeah. You know, and if you think about it, uh, biblically, purity was lost at the same time as you gained wisdom, at least in the eyes of, you know, original sin. Yeah. And I don't understand why. (laughs) Again, I'm reading this story and I know it's supposed to revolt me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I read, you know, Eve took the apple after the, you know, the serpent said she would be like God. And I'm like, why? Who wouldn't do that? Yeah. You can be stupid, or you can be smart. You can be hungry, or you can yeah. be, you know, why? And why did? You, well, you know? I mean, if you look at it strictly from a storytelling mythology standpoint, you're not believing a word of it. It's just the old, it, you know. It's just the old trope of, you know, it's like with Bluebeard, the story of Bluebeard. You know, there, she could have free reign of the whole. Estate, but just this one room you can't go into. Of course, she went into the one room. Um, it's just that Who kind of thing. Exactly. It's like it's it's the same. You know, human that is playing on human nature, human curiosity. Um, and that's why I find the story interesting because it is a trope that plays on human curiosity. And the tree is the tree of knowledge. So of course they ain't fruit. Well, you know they punished us. With yeah. having a period. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, oh, yeah. yeah, it's the curse, you know. I mean, went and wanted to be smart, so you have to bleed. I understand that much of religion is about trying to explain the natural world to people who are not yet yeah. evolutionarily able to comprehend. But that seemed like such a stretch to me. <laughs> You're going to have kids that it hurts, and it's because you wanted to be smart. 
Yeah, well, I yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think they just had some loose ends they need to tie up in the story because, you know, it's like, well, how are they going to have children? Well, we're going to tie it into something with the tree. So, off you go. So, off you go. That's how it works. It's brilliant. I I don't know, but you know, I one of the things I get when I lecture when I read the satanic sins to them, they, they very often will say, well, how can you have a sin that's the same as a seven deadly? And of course I have to say, well, there's a difference between pride and counterproductive pride, a huge difference. And, um, psychologically speaking, and we will talk about that in about two minutes we're going to be right back with hydra on confessions of the wicked witch radio free satan talk to you in a minute ah oh, hey buddy what's happening yeah i'm hosting a show called furious sound all punk and hardcore what people still listen to it it's on RadioFreeSatan.com. Radio Free Satan. Uh, just read the FAQ. This is Citizen Matt. Ease your frustrations by tuning into Furious Sound. Hardcore Punk on Radio Free Satan. Take a trip back to the 1980s with me, Warlock Jeff Ivins, on the Metro Radio Free Satan Show, highlighting the new wave and other hits from the indulgent decade, only on RadioFreeSatan.com. And we are back. Confessions of a Wicked Witch on Radio Free Satan. This is Magistrate Graham with Hydra, and we are discussing the satanic sin now of counterproductive pride. And as I mentioned before, very often when I'm doing interviews or lecturing, people find that that one word, pride, somehow negates the whole satanic sin thing. How can we have the same sin as a seven deadly? And of course, the operative words are counterproductive. And the reason I find that fascinating is, I would say of all the satanic sins, this is the one that we are most prone to. Um, because we have embraced pride, and we're not ashamed of pride, we also have a tendency to back ourselves in the corner. And we don't like people seeing us as weak or wrong. I think it is one of the best and the worst aspects of Satanists are our, you know, our self-possession and our self, uh, our self-love. What do yeah. you think? Do you think we kind of fall into that trap? You know, uh, I see it all the time. Um, <laughs> it, it, it really is something, you know, I just, you see it a lot. Um 
you know, a good, a good kind of first phase example is the people that just don't understand the value of tucking the Baphomet. Um, you know, they want to go to work with it on. They want to talk to their boss about it. They want to, you know. Um, and then are shocked know. when people look at them funny. Right? Yes. And, they, you know, and, um, yeah, it's like, you know, oh, can you believe, you know, I work retail and I wear my Baphomet every day and I have customers saying rude things to me. How horrible. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it is horrible. But um, at the same time, you could save yourself a lot of trouble by wearing something else or not wearing. Do you really feel that, I mean, is your pride so weak? Yeah, it's like, you know, um, yeah, it's, but, you know, but they're proud, you know, they're, they're, they're proud of the religion. They're proud of being Satanist and that's good. But <laughs> if it's going to cost you your job or cause you problems at your job or, you know, in just your day to day, that's very counterproductive. We, um, there, a woman recently wrote me. She actually is um, disabled um, mm -hmm. mentally and emotionally, and um, she, but she identifies as Satanist, and she recently sent in her membership. Mm -hmm. And she's, you know, she is an adult, but she is under the care of her parents. Okay. Um, and she, you know, her parents have actually been, in my estimation, way cool. I mean, they sent yeah. off her membership knowing what she's doing and all, but they're not comfortable with it. Okay. And and she was like, well, should I, like, shove it down their throats? This is who I am. Or do – and we sat there and read the satanic sins. Yeah. And I was like, how how does it help you to alienate the people who are trying to help you. How does how does that make you more of a Satanist? Exactly. And if you have to impress others more than you already know you're a Satanist. Right? And oh, yeah. isn't it <laughs> you already know. Why is it necessary yeah. for others to know if it screws you? Exactly. I mean, especially when you exactly. have dumbasses like me willing to go out there and say to everyone and get, you know. They're cars, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you need to pick your battles. Um, you know, see if it's a battle. Is it, you know, not only is it a battle can you win, but is it a battle you can afford to lose? Yeah, that is I the mean, biggie. You know, that, that's, that's the hard one is, you know, if I lose, how big can I lose and can I afford to? Oh, and that, I, <laughs> I mean, I've always been an idealist, so I, I've done it. I have lost. I have lost oh, big, yeah. but having lost now, I no longer feel like I have anything to lose. Yeah, and that's there is cool. there is a freedom. <laughs> there is a freedom that that comes with that. Oh, definitely. You know, but counterproductive pride is more than that, of course. Um. You know, because I've, I've, you know, I've had situations where, you know, I've refused basically to reach out to people for help with things because, you know, I want to just do it myself. I was going to do it myself. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't need anybody's help. And, 
end up kind of screwing myself, but it it can take many forms um, for the Cygnus. But the, the, the refusing to tuck the Baphomet is a big one I see quite a bit. I think what you just said is also huge, and I totally identify. I mean... You know, I if I was rereading my own blog the other day and realized it generally takes me about five years to own up to something really fucking cosmically stupid. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I've done I've I've definitely done some dumb shit. <laughs> you know And that's the other thing people say, Oh, that's not very satanic. No, satanic is learning from your mistakes, not not making them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. See that that that's the other other point of counterproductive pride I wanted to make. It's a lot of Satanists. I think, well, you know, a lot of them online at least seem to want to present these perfect lives that you know um, they never have a moment's trouble. You know, they never make a, a bad choice. They never, you know, it's almost to the point they never have a bad day. Um, like I just sit there and someone like, who are these people? <laughs> like, right. Right. what what planet are you living on? Because <laughs> you know the I, one I'm living on. Like, yeah, I'm doing good at my job. Yeah, I like my job. But yeah, there's days like yesterday at my job where <laughs> I'm like, fuck this, fuck all you people. <laughs> I hate I hate every single one of you. I hate everything in this building. I mean, you know, you just. <laughs> I thought I could get away with it. I would blow it up. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but you know, but generally, you know, the the other the other six days of the week, I would tell you I enjoy my job. I like my job. I like my coworkers. But you know, yeah, everybody has those days. Everybody has those moments. They do. You have to. You know, you fuck up. You, you just. You know. You can't not. And you wouldn't learn shit if you didn't. You know. Yeah. You, there would be no growth, there would be no change, and you would be the automaton, I thought we kind of joined up in this thing, to not be, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, and certainly that's one of those, um, when people hear the phrase alien elite, and they maintain the elite part, and they are, yeah. are absolutely sure that means money. Oh, Yes. Yes. How elite can you be if you can't pay or how elite can you be if you're only making and they totally don't get the concept that success registers differently for different people. You know, if you're happy with your life, why should I give a shit how much you make? It seemed, you know, if you can be, you know, not wealthy and happy, you actually have one up on most yeah. yeah, exactly. And, you know, I have known some people who were quite wealthy. Um, they were completely miserable. That just yeah. were, like, just horrible. Miserable with the bills paid. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, I mean, the bills are paid, but they're just, you know, there's other reasons for misery besides um, lack of funds. Yeah. I mean, well. you know, money, I mean, money helps a lot of stuff, but, you know. It, it doesn't. But it buys pride to yeah. so many people. And I think that's the hubris element. You think you have it all and that it'll stay that way, you know, yeah. just because you've got a little bit of a buffer. And I have been wealthy and I have been like, you know, food stamp brand poor. And it didn't change me all that much. 
You know, it's just a yeah. matter of comfort while you're at it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I've definitely, I mean, I'm doing much better financially now than I have in probably the last decade. But, um, you know, I've been through those times where, you know, um, you're budgeting groceries, you're budgeting, you know, gas for the car, you're really watching you're every missing dime out on spend. things you want to do. Oh, yeah, you know, it's like there's no money for, you know, even like the basic things you want to do some weeks. Oh, you know, I've been there. And, um, you know, it it sucks, but it's you can life. Keep, it's life. You, you get, you know, you get through it. Um, I think that's and, another counterproductive pride thing. I think we are different. There's no question Satanists are different. We have different views on everything. But I think one of the ways that we are the same as everyone else is nature. We can't beat it. No. You know, we just can't you beat can't it. Be, you can't beat hum, your human nature. And you can't no. beat regular nature. You can't beat no. dying. I mean, you know, if you walk around pretending everything's perfect, when the least little thing goes wrong, you're going to break. It's like, you know, what? a fine stem glassware. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, good good case in point was in what was it? Two thousand yeah, two thousand sixteen or seven no, two thousand seventeen, almost died twice. So yeah, you're not you're not gonna beat it every time. No. And we've and I'm and I'm glad you did because that would be really horrible. <laughs> I feel very strongly and we'll talk about this when we get back. We're gonna okay. talk about some um just what it's like to be, okay, there are obviously the vast, vast majority of members of the Church of Satan do not participate in anything with other members of the Church of Satan. They know who they are, they get their card, and off they go. Then there's like a subset that, you know, get highly involved with the internet and therefore have some exposure. But I, I, what I'd like to talk to you about when we get back, it's something I'm really proud of, and that's being a member of the organization and even more being a female member of this organization, because mm -hmm. I think we have the coolest bitches ever. Mm -hmm. Just a thought. So when we come back, we will talk about that again. I'm with Hydrastar. We are talking about pride and counterproductive pride in the year of sin on Confessions of a Wicked Witch on Radio Free Satan. This is Magistrate Grain. We'll be right back. I'm Clint Mephisto. I got a PBR on one hand, a microphone on the other. That's right, cowboys, cowgirls, psychos, cool cats, and kitties. It's a world-famous shit-kicking road show here on Radio Free Goddamn Satan. The shit-kicking road show, the finest in rockabilly, psychobilly, vintage country, swamp rock, surf rock, doo-wop. Shit Kicker Roadshow, Radio Free Satan. Okay, Hella Blue promo take one. So I just read this and that's it. Yep, that's it. Nice and easy and go. For the finest in surf, garage, and ska, tune into Hella Blue or I'll gut you like a fish. Dagon, <laughs> just keep to the script, okay? Okay, all right. Okay, take two. For the finest in surf, garage, and ska, tune into Hallabaloo, or a plague of toads will descend on your village. <laughs> Dang on. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. All right, take three. For the finest in surf, garage, and ska, tune into Hallabaloo on Radio Free Satan. 
finally. I hate it. <laughs> this is Citizen Matt. Join me and Dagon for the finest in surf, garage, and sky. It's hella blue on Radio Free Satan. Welcome back to Confessions of a Wicked Witch. I am Magistrate Grain. I am with Priestess Hydra M. Star, and we are discussing pride and counterproductive pride, and we're going off on tangents because that's what I do. Anyway, um, what are some of the projects that you are putting out there right now? What are some of the things that you are really involved in and, you know, something you can offer well, with pride? Right now, this week, in fact, the file is currently open on my computer. I am working on editing a book for Evelyn Eve. Um, really? Yes. She, she's finally going to get her her masterwork, her life's work almost, out there. Uh, book zero. So we're working on editing that. She wants to get it to an agent and try to go the traditional route with it. So working on that. I just released another issue of the magazine. Um, I have two other books I'm working on for um, Infernal Ink books. And that's kind of that's kind of all I can uh, talk all? about at the moment. Is yeah, that's kind of all? all I can talk again. And I have the shop, and I'm working on doing some beadwork <laughs> for that. And you have and, a full time yeah. job, right? Oh, oh yeah, I have like, a full time job. Yeah. When do you sleep? Uh, not often. Um, <laughs> I'm actually, honestly, I sleep about five hours a night. But that's about what I get most nights. It's five and six hours. So yeah. Stop being such a slacker. No, I, I really, really stop. And, you know, and that and that is kind of a counterproductive pride. Work yourself into the trap or danger, or, yeah. Yeah, or danger for me, where I will just go and go and, and then I get to these points where it's like I become dragon lady pretty much <laughs> because it's like when when something goes wrong, it's like I can com- just completely like melt down, blow up. Um, get very upset and it's because I've pushed myself too far that week or that day or you know so I have to remember to um you know take days off (laughs) you know it's okay to watch a movie on Netflix for two hours and not be doing something else while you're watching it Um, because that you know that's my common thing it's like you know I listen to a lot of podcasts and I like, I mainly listen to podcasts because I can do other things while I listen to the podcast. If I watch something on Netflix and I have to at least have one eye on the screen. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that's kind of my trap of counterproductive pride is I just take on more and more and more and more and just run myself into the ground. And then can do none of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you hit that wall where it's like, okay, I can't do anything. Like, I can't do anything. Um Right. <laughs> that's my own personal um you know trap with that and it just and then i beat myself up because it's like oh you know, i should have been able to get all of this even though it's completely ridiculous to-do list <laughs> it's you know. miles long yeah yeah i mean when i when i start rattling off you know because i just realized i forgot two projects i'm working on when i just rattled off those projects um <laughs> Yeah, it's 
Yeah. My to-do list is insane. Um, so, yeah. One of the things I wanted to, again, congratulate you on is you hands down took the prize on the member's choice. And what I saw with that was an incredible amount of appreciation and like people really, really appreciate your input into their lives. They can it's not just, oh, she's my online friend. What I saw was real attachment that these relationships mattered to people and that you were representative of something important to them. And they went out of their way to say so. And I thought that was, I hope that's something you can be proud of. You are respected and not, you know, for your work and for your, you know, your, you, instead of some bullshit. That is very, very important to me. Um, Yeah. One thing I've, I've said is it's on my 23andMe profile and everything that, my friends are my family. Like my real biological DNA family. Uh, Not so much. Yeah, it's a bit of a horror show at times. Um, <laughs> and not a good horror show, like American <laughs> horror horror show. Um, good at all. And so, I mean, so to to know that and to see that was very nice and it did fill me with a sense of pride because those people are important to me the ones i truly consider to be my friends and my family you're gonna make me weep you know, that's really sweet <laughs> and, 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 and robert robert lufold can can attest to this next time any of y'all speak to him I'm not, I'm not the kind and gentle, loving friend that tells you everything you do is great and you're never wrong and, you know, rainbows and unicorns shoot out your ass when you fart. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm the friend that if you're drunk Facebooking, you know, nightly about stupid shit and making an ass out of yourself, I'm the friend that's going to pull you aside and say, hey, what's up? What's going on? What, what, you know, what, what's going on with the drinking? Um, what's going, you know, what, what, what's going on? You know, like, you're not, like, you're not acting like yourself. You know, if, if it's out of character for the person to be that way, like, you're not, you're not acting like yourself. You're like, what's going on with you? Your friend you know, tells the truth. Yes, I, I'm, I'm the friend, you know, I'm the friend that, you know, will say, you know, yeah, that, that, person that you're talking to right there they're 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 kind of shady uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you might want to you, might you need to hear that though watch that you know it's like you know it, I, i'm that friend and you know I, it's not like in a pressuring sort of way it's not in a oh you have to do what i'm telling you to do kind of way it's like no you know if, if you go through with it you make the mistake i'm still going to be here for you but I'm not going to pretend like you didn't make a mistake. <laughs> you know, we're going yeah. through it. You know, I, I, I'm the friend you call to help, you know, hide the bodies. But <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Um... <laughs> you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to pretend like, you know, you didn't fuck up. <laughs> I, I, I value probably my relationships with um, 
well, to be honest, for a long time, they were all I had in my what I call my decade of isolation. The only people I talked to were either people in the church or people I bred. You know what I mean? It was like, that was oh, it. oh, I know what you mean better than you even <laughs> can imagine. <laughs> I mean, on I had my own decade. And one of the things that really inspired me and continues to inspire me are the women in this organization. Um, and although I'm not big on guilt by association or even getting the rub off of somebody else, yeah. it's one of those things I can point to with absolute pride. I am a member of a group that has these women in it. Mm -hmm. And I find satanic witches, first of all, they can't be pigeonholed, you know, where if, honestly, most people, if I say the word Wiccan too, and they're not Wiccan, mm -hmm. they will envision, you know, your basic, you know, kind of quasi-bohemian, airy-fairy, you know, oh. hippie person, because that's the majority. It's certainly not all, and there are lots who are different, but... That is the image they have created and crafted. Mm -hmm. When I picked Marilyn Mansfield as our first witch of the year, it was mm -hmm. because technically she was the prototype satanic witch. Yes. You know, but I knew the very next year that I had to show our diversity. Mm -hmm. And of course, then came... Kim Rice, right? Yes. I mean, could not find two more different people. Yes, you, you, yeah. <laughs> They're very, very different languages. And we've had Ruth Waits, and frankly, I consider you now a member of that tribe. We're going to be doing this every year, so I'm really mm -hmm. excited about that. But I don't know of another organization, certainly not of our size and scope, Mm -hmm. that has that kind of diversity. People talk about diversity all fucking day long. Oh, no. I don't think they really know what it means beyond color. I really don't think they have a clue. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, we're definitely a diverse bunch. I, I would say the women in the church are possibly more diverse than the men in the church. Oh, not, absolutely. Not, not, not to cast any shade on anybody, but... Because the women, like, there's so many different ways you can go about lesser magic and satanic witchery as a woman. Um, and if you're good at it, you've been doing it your whole life anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you have. You, you, have. <laughs> um, you just, you're forced to do lesser magic to be female. I mean, in real terms, you're, you've got to know how to play your audience and you, you know? I mean, yeah. It's, it's rough, but what I love and what I'm proud of is just the accomplishment. When one of us, the females, you know, something happens, they get accepted in whatever college they wanted to go mm -hmm. to or their job, or I feel it. I mean, I like feel it. It's like, yay, another one of us won, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the men are not so much because they're already, let's face it, they're already a jump ahead. Yeah. And plus, I think if we're going to look at counterproductive pride, while it's certainly not limited to one gender or another, mm -hmm. the examples of it, I believe, are more pronounced because men are more, frankly, apt to blow their own horn. 
Yeah, and you know, and the, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say the term that's gonna trigger some people. Do it, do it. There, there is a lot of toxic masculinity that goes on with men where they cannot admit that they are in any way weak or in any way less than. Um, so they got to always be on point. Yeah, I where sometimes feel women, like they're trying to prove the Luciferian thing. Yeah, whereas <laughs> women, we can, we are allowed by society to be weak. To be, you know, we, we can we can do that and we're not as looked down upon. Um, wow, that's actually really a gift, isn't it? it? You know, it's one of the it's one of the good things the patriarchy has given us. Um, so <laughs> thank you. We, we should, you know, thank you. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, we 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 do have that working for us um, to help. Give us an out, and you know, an out. <laughs> you know, um, whereas I do, because I, I know I personally know male members who struggle with you know de- things like depression and anxiety and you know emotional type issues, and I don't think they feel as free to talk about that as some of our female members do. Yeah, I do too. And I also am uh, somewhat shocked at an almost uh, a strange kind of, I would call it counterproductive pride, um, of judging, judging's not the right word, um, about caring about how other people mm-hmm. perceive themselves. Um, I've seen some recent, you know, uh, some of our trans members have been, um, you know, challenged by some of our male members. I haven't yeah. seen it by female members, but I, I, not saying it didn't happen or doesn't happen. Yeah. But I'll always wonder, and I'll never stop. What could be less productive in any way, let alone to your own pride, than having to build it on the stack of, but that person's that way. I mean, is there anything lower than raising yourself up on, you know, somebody else's shit? Well, you know, I'm just I'm just going to say this about a lot of that. I will never understand some people's preoccupation with what other people do with and to their genitals. I don't get it. I sit there and I see this stuff online and it's like, I don't get it. Like, it's weird to me you care this much about it. Um, some of the, you know, the, non, the non-trans people who have so much to say. It's just weird to me because I like, I don't think about it until it's brought up to me in some way. Like, I, I don't, like, I, I don't go through my day looking for news stories or thinking about what trans people are doing with their hormones and their gen, their genitalia. It just, I don't it think about no it. makes sense to me. I, <laughs> I also know, you know, there are some trans people who are intentionally provocative. And yeah. they're rather, you know, but you yeah. know what? You can only be provoked if you have a problem with it. Exactly. So it's kind it's of like, a Exactly. It, it is. And it's like, I just don't, I mean, I, I, I don't want it to sound like I don't care that, you know, the, the people are being, you know, um, ostracized and having struggles. Cause I do, but like, if somebody t- comes out to me as trans, it's almost like, okay, 
that's you've got a struggle ahead of you but like that really just does not impact me let me know what name you want to go by and i will try my best on the pronouns i screw those up a lot um i'll you know it's going to be a learning curve because evelyn definitely we definitely went through a learning curve with pronouns with her um when she when she 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 never i never had a problem with evelyn uh but then again, I never knew her before See, she had her, her transition. I, I knew her before. So See, I didn't. So, so it took it took me a minute to get the pronouns all agreeing. But, you know, just give me a minute with that and with the new name. And like, it doesn't like it doesn't change things. who a person is. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, you know, to Titus, but, you know, and to tie this back to pride, I think. I think there's a little bit of counterproductive pride going with some of these people that are like so set in this is what gender is and I know what gender is and you know this is the way it's always been. It's like, well, okay, there's a lot of things in history that were always a certain way until they weren't. That's where I Here's one of the things I've noticed because, you know, our organization's over 50 some odd years old and we have members who have been here for, you know, 40 of those years or 40, you know, and what I'm seeing is our population ages and I call myself on it and I call Jim on it all the time. Whenever I say, geez, what is so into We are the equivalent of the parents who came before us who stood on the lawn and said, get off my lawn. We are now at that age where we're so set in our ways that we appear threatened. And we have to ask ourselves why. You know, I've I've, I've joked before that um, pull up your pants as our generations cut your hair. Um, (laughs) Like it just kind of, like, you know, it just annoys us for some reason that people sag their pants. Um, Maybe because their underwear isn't that attractive. Yeah, it isn't. (laughs) I I personally don't find it attractive, but I just, I kind of check myself with that. You know, I check myself with that because it's like, well, that's my generation's cut your hair. Like, I think, you know, that's just how it is. Um, But, you know, it's. But the thing I will say about about people holding on to old ideas is people can change. People change, you know. I I, I can't point to too many of our members and say, oh, that person will never change their mind. That person's just set in their ways and this is how they're always going to feel about trans people or black people or whatever people. Um, there's only a few I can say I probably feel that way about. Because we all, you know, I think as Satanists, we are, we are mindful of counterproductive pride enough that we are willing to hear the other side, to hear ideas that maybe don't agree with ours. And that can change people's minds. I agree with you. And if you're not, then you're not actually, I mean, I understand the view of the people again using the trans thing who were saying i'm sorry you're you're genetically hormonally yeah. one gender or another and i get that we applaud science but that yeah. reduces people down to their reproductive organs yeah. and if that's all we were you know then maybe that would be a valid argument I find it interesting. You know, I find it interesting that some of these same people that are arguing the very physical side uh, of it 
are also the ones that are very interested in eventually getting their consciousness uploaded onto a computer. Of some That's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, so which is it? Are you your brain or are you your body? Like, we, we, you know, it, yeah, it, it's an interesting argument. But, I, you know, there's... But there's, again, it's not my problem, so why do I give a fuck? Yeah, you know it's like, mean? oh yeah, I mean, cause it's like for myself, I can tell you, my views on things have changed quite a bit over the last few decades. Um, I was definitely a lot more... Um, right-wing leaning let's say in my younger days yeah um and i'm definitely more liberal leaning <laughs> these days um so i mean you know we we take in new ideas because a lot of that a lot lot of that change in view for me was checking my counterproductive pride and saying Okay, I'm going to actually look at what the facts and figures are here. I'm going to actually look at what these other people's life experiences. Why is this woman having an abortion? Why does this person feel they they should change their physical gender? Um, and when right. I started looking at it, my views started changing because I realized, you know, to touch on another sin, solipsism, these people's life, like they didn't think, like their experience wasn't mine. Precisely. And what a dull world it would be. Um, (laughs) But I find, um, again, uh, we've had to lately especially point out over and over and over again that the church has no specific political position other than a goal of a secular society, which means you have no, you know, Um, and we do have, in that case, again, probably the most diverse populace of, you know, I mean, it's hard for me sometimes, and I know, and I have to check this all the mm-hmm. time. How can somebody who I know and like and I've, you know, gotten mm-hmm. drunk with or whatever, how can yeah. they think like this? How can that be? And then I realized no yeah. they're looking at me and saying the exact goddamn thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um I you know, I definitely fall into that trap as well because um some of it sometimes gets very personal and because people well, you know, People look at me and they see I'm white, I, which I am majority white. Um, and they say things to me, not realizing half my family's black. Uh, so when you're talking about, you know, quote, these quote unquote black people, um, you're talking about my family. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> Yeah, we might have a problem there. <laughs> you know, so oh, people have no idea. They say things to yeah, me about no- the immigration thing. Like my granddaughter is half Mexican. Please keep saying shitty things. Go yeah, ahead. See exactly. how- yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> the same situation with me. It's like, um, you know, because I, I don't share pictures, which my, my, my daughter's father was white. But I don't share pictures of my daughter or my stepdaughter um, online. So they've never seen them. Most people don't realize one's white and one's black, or one's and, you know biracial at least. Exactly. And it's like, um, yeah, you, you know, you might not want to say this stuff about black people to me <laughs> with quite that edge in the voice that some of them use. 
Um, most people like, don't know that uh, both Jim and I come from, uh, at least, you know, by the standards of Jews. Technically, <laughs> we would be Jewish, right? I didn't even know this till my daughter did her 23 me, you know. But, no, I, did, I did my 23 me and found out I'm part Nigerian. So, you know, if y'all could just give me your bank account numbers later. That, that yeah. And, <laughs> and as, obviously, as a Jew, I have some stashed away, me and the Illuminati. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm counting on you. So... Yeah. But those are the people I most want to take that test because they're going to find out if uh, quick things are not what they thought they were. Oh, because- yeah, you find out quick. Because I, I think my mother's probably still reeling from the fact that I had to um, let her know we are not in any shape or form Native American. <laughs> Jim, to uh, his mother, he was uh, visiting home, and his mother is a lovely southern lady from South Carolina. And mm. Jim said in front of a bunch of her, like, red hat friends, we're Jewish, aren't we, Ma? And, of course, she said, well, German Jews, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's yeah. just like, we're look, let's face it, it, we're homogenized. If you don't like it too bad, it's too late. Yeah. You know, and that has actually been a real eye opener for me. You know, all this pride in, again, counterproductive pride, I believe, also refers to being proud of shit that you had nothing to goddamn do with. Yeah, you know, and to speak about productive pride, I have, uh, I know someone that got very upset with her test because it didn't give her the results she wanted and basically has never shared those results with anyone except for a few close friends because it wasn't the results she wanted. So she found shame in who she is genetically? Pretty much. Now that's sad. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's this because she had she had wrapped up a lot of her personal identity with her ethnic racial identity, and when because that she caused that, right? She yeah, she that. caused yeah. that. It's counter. It's you know that's why I can label it kind of counterproductive pride because she wrapped so much of her identity and her self pride into that that when it came back that hey, you aren't this thing you think you are. Um, it was, you know, it was devastating in a way. Oh. I, I, that's one thing I've always just wondered, you know. And again, I, I bring up the reparations saying the same people. I am proud of my Aryan heritage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it goes back this many generations. But, you know, none of us own slaves, so there's no reason black people should be looking for reparations. Wait a minute. Yeah. You know, play the game. Pick one. You yeah. Know, just... Well, the whole repara- I mean, the whole, like social ramifications of slavery that is such a complicated issue i mean we could literally someone could literally do a whole podcast and i don't Um, want to have on that um that is such a complicated that's but you know what that we don't have to work that out we just have to be you know and nobody would be looking for it if we weren't shitty yeah it's like nobody like I don't know anyone personally. I mean, I'm sure there's you know, there are extremists in every race and every political Culture. side. I'm I'm sure there's people out there who are, you know, walking up to random white people and demanding reparations. But like I I've never had anyone ask me for reparations. <laughs> 
or suggest no. I owed them anything for No, you. but I think at the beginning of some movements, I am um, actually the first Satanist I ever met when he pointed out that Wicca was uh, becoming almost anti-male. Yeah. I just, you know, off the cuff, not thinking, say, well, you know, turnabout is fair play. And he yeah. quite rightfully pointed out, you know, that's it. It shouldn't work that way. Yeah. You be no. based on your actions. And I get back to the old Martin Luther King, you know, content of character. Yeah. If that's what we looked at, there'd be no bullshit. You know, you could, you know, hate a guy who was hateful or, you know, and like a person who was nice and not have to worry about all the extraneous bullshit. But we also have that, you know, that we're very, very, uh, materialistic about how we look and how we present ourselves. Yes. And I think that sometimes gets mixed up with race. I mean, for us mm -hmm. to feel good about ourselves, we, you know, we want people to look, but we want them to see what we want them to see. And yeah. it's like, we're trying to control their eyeballs. Can't yeah. do that either. Can, you know, I can, you know, but you know what, what I would also say about, you know, the, I hasten to use the term white pride, um, people who have a sense of white pride, because there's so much baggage with that term that is both fair and unfair. Um, but the people who feel like, well, the white race is being put down. I, I, I should be, it should be okay to be white. I should be able to have pride in being white. Yes, yes, absolutely. But what I would say is acknowledging history and wrongdoing that was done in history is not the same as taking responsibility for it. Agreed. It's not because I acknowledge because I ha I have some real bad stuff that went on with people I was I am genetically related to did some bad stuff during like the Civil War and slavery times. I acknowledge it, but I'm not, I don't feel guilt or responsibility for it because I didn't do it. But. I acknowledge, yeah, they did some horrible stuff. And the same. And, you know, what else? Now, having now found out that I have a substantial amount of, you know, Jewish DNA, I, likewise, I don't feel like I have the right to glom onto the Holocaust like it's my own because I wasn't there and I didn't suffer it. I am luckier than that, you know? I, I'm not going to grab somebody else's tragedy and make it my own so that I can get, you know, some sort of victim pat on the head and maybe, you know, I, yeah. again, but I don't understand why people can't just be lovingly prideful of their accomplishments without being, you know, boastful or rude. Yeah. Yeah. And uh -oh. at the same time, <clears throat> think that if you own up to being, to being wrong, somehow you're sacrificing those same accomplishments. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm wrong about this doesn't mean I was wrong about that. And, no. and I see that a lot too. People get downtrodden once they've been found out to be mistaken. If they don't get in front of it quickly, suddenly everything they've ever done is a horrible thing. You know, we, yeah, we live in that society now where, you know, depending on the size of the mistake or the type of the mistake, um, we just throw it all out. Well, I mean, unless mm -hmm. apparently you play golf. <laughs> anyway, mm -hmm. um, yeah, apparently it's a great cool. equalizer. And if I had apparently. not to get a medal of freedom for it, I would have started playing golf. <laughs> well, oh, my boots are too big that? to play golf. 
Yes, what was that? That was two dogs who decided they both wanted to, I call it my butt crescent. It's where I sit <laughs> in a chair when the dogs try to push me out of it because they uh, want to wrap around my ass. Yes, okay. They were fighting over the butt crescent. I'm very proud of my butt crescent, and um, <laughs> it is substantial. Um, well, anyway. I'm surprised but, uh, the cats have left me alone, so. <laughs> I'm glad. That's, and again. Another reason I'm proud of my church, I have yet to meet a Satanist who didn't like animals. Yeah. Not one. I mean, I've known a few that don't have pets for various reasons, but yeah, I, I, we all generally love animals and most of us like children and yeah. Well, I don't particularly. That's why I had five of them, but I, <laughs> I was trying to punish them in advance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? I really enjoyed talking to you, Hydra, and I know we're going to do this again. And um, I really, really am looking forward to uh, posting this and as well doing my little bit on my blog so that I can put, again, your links so that people can make me proud and order nice things from the nice people I bring on, Confessions of a Wicked Witch. That would make me very happy. Is there anything you would like to add? Um, well, this is normally where I would plug something, but instead of doing that, there is something else I'm 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 proud of um, from our well, not necessarily our people, but people who I'm close with. Uh, my best friend, um, the mother of my my stepdaughter, has she's come out recently is needing quite a lot of financial aid with some medical. Bills, and I just want to thank all the people who have supported and shared and all of that because that definitely filled me with a sense of pride that my people, my personal friends, came through for her. So That's I just want to say that instead of plug anything else. So. Well, we'll do the plugging on my blog, which is at okay. confessionsofawickedwitch.com, and we'll get that up as soon as we also post the show on Radio Free Satan. For now, okay. I'm going to thank everybody for listening to myself and Priestess Hydra M. Star of the Church of Satan. This is Magistery Grain, and this is Confessions of a Wicked Witch on Radio Free Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. But that's enough for now of modern witches who ride to sabbats in automobiles instead of astride the traditional broomstick. Suffice it to know that magic is real, everywhere, unseen, unfathomable. You have been listening to Confessions of a Wicked Witch with Magistrate Grain on Radio Free Satan. You can write to her at wickedwitch at radiofreesatan.com. Also follow Magistrate Egrain on Facebook at facebook.com slash egraing and at radiofreesatan.com.